Today, as we continue our series on friendship, we have a wonderful singer-songwriter with us, a world traveler who is going to share her heart and her friendship with Jesus. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. Hello. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. Tonight is another recording that we are doing in the evening. So nobody knows what's going to happen. Last time we did that, I did not fulfill my duties as podcast host, but I think that's because of what was happening inside of me. No, you did a wonderful job. So it was just a bit more wet. It was more wet. <laughs> With a lot less analytical conversation and more Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a better job now. Mm-hmm. Getting my gears turning. I'm here for you, man. Thanks. Yeah. So um we have wonderful sponsors we do. at Wooten Media. Mm-hmm. They produce this podcast, so go mm-hmm. and check them out. They mm-hmm. do epic wedding videos. Epic. Tis the season to get married. To get married. I'm going to three weddings, I think, this month. You which know, is a lot. I haven't been to a wedding and I, I don't know. even remember I been to a how wedding long. in a long time. All my friends are married. I maybe I need some younger friends. Yeah. I'm I sorry. have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> Many, many weddings. You can have them. (laughs) Please. My daughter is a flower girl for the first time and it's so exciting. And I just remember how exciting it was when I was her age. And so I'm just enjoying that process with her. Oh my goodness. So, so also check us out on Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram. Yes. And our website, www.mooliy.com. Yes. Yes. We're there. We're on social media. We are. Yeah. And subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. 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 That's right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. So, who do we have here today? We have a dear friend of mine, Lauren Plemons, joining us today. And we're a little bit, little, little ways into this series on friendship. So, we're talking about, as women... How do we care for each other? How do we carry each other? How do we engage in healthy friendship? And it's kind of pushing my buttons Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to talk about friendship with Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Way less button pushing? Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know. You're getting a little break? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I'm like, me and Jesus, we're good. (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's just the people. The people are the problem. just a bit more... (coughs) You know, this just requires a little more effort. I mean, your relationship with the Lord obviously requires effort, but... He's perfect. He always responds to me (laughs) with great (laughs) kindness and patience. Yeah. Yes. Anyway... So, I met Lauren probably about three years ago. She was, uh, is still a nurse at the hospital that my son Hartman was mm. born at. So, I've, I mentioned Hartman a little bit. He was, he has kind of a complicated heart defect. So, he was born in a children's hospital and spent almost the first year there. So, Lauren was a part of that world for mm. us. And I have since come to know her more 
and she um in the time that I have known her has gone through some kind of ups and downs had an amazing trip to Africa the Lord used her wonderfully and um, has walked through some things and my observation of her life has just been the richness of her heart um, her wholeheartedness towards the Lord uh, even in the midst of great mm. struggle and pain that um, I just felt like she she bears witness to the Lord well <coughs> So she is from Tulsa originally. Uh, she moved to Kansas City um, in middle school and had no intention of staying here. Her family moved home and when she was in college and um, the Lord has put her roots down in this city, which we are very excited <laughs> about. Mm. So she is a nurse. She is a worshiper, a worship leader and a singer and a songwriter. And she also is a little podcaster on the Love and War podcast, which is for equipping worship leaders, which is an awesome podcast. You should go and check it out. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Lauren. It is so fun to be with you guys. I feel like I would rather interview you guys <laughs> today about friendship with Jesus. You guys have many more years on me than, okay, not that many. <laughs> like two, probably. Maybe I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So Lauren, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you're passionate about? Yes. So thank you for that lovely introduction feel blessed by that um yes I am a nurse I care deeply about healing for people I think that's why I'm a nurse but mm -hmm. I care did, deeply. did you always want to be a nurse yes and no okay. I kind of wanted to be um this is funny a gymnastics teacher oh. in Africa that was sometimes a nurse was what <laughs> I would say growing <laughs> That's up. That's okay. Fantastic. I wanted to be like a That's pirate, so rock star, hockey player, you know? Really? I get it. Incredible. I get it. It's cool. Yes. But so you wanted to teach gymnastics in Africa. In Africa. Yeah. And my mom told me that wasn't a good idea. Oh. <laughs> so I figured Wait, I'd go to mom? nursing, which was a, like a really more... Uh -huh. Uh, Maybe a, appropriate thing. <laughs> did, did you do gymnastics? I did. Oh, okay. Oh, I was okay. I wanted to be in the Olympics so badly, okay. but yeah. Oh, I Could you, about you like jump around and do cool stuff right yes. now? Oh, ooh, no, not now. <laughs> when I was a kid, yes, not. not. <laughs> Haven't kept up with. No. Kept up with that. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. I just that's I a wonderful question, though. I'm not going to do it here. Okay, but if we uh, in the future record some epic Mulali video, you can come and do some. Oh, we could have like triple backflips. Background uh, person doing. You could be flips. like my stunt double. You could pretend from the back that you were me, and I would look like amazing. <laughs> you, you're so, a nurse. I yes, and you love, no, but you care about <laughs> healing for people. I do. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Christiana, you're fine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, you're you're putting all these things in my head of what I could do in my life. Um, <laughs> That's one of my gifts. Um, no, but I I care deeply about um, just wholehearted living, especially for women. And I am a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm a young woman, a young single woman, and um, I just care deeply about um, women knowing who they are and becoming the leader that they they should be 
like mm-hmm. that they were called to be not should be mm-hmm. but they were called to be that there is um a place for them so i feel deeply um rooted in that and care about the journey of wholehearted living in that and then i love music and and i'm learning how to songwrite and what's your uh, music story my music story grew up my so my grandparents they they're both pastors but they were also song um, like song leaders in the church mm. and so they were southern gospel singers had some oh, records out wow that is so super I, fun i southern soul very much so very much so i, I learned how to do harmony with my family amen yeah it's the best way Me it too. is totally yeah. through all the hymns and yeah. everything um and then kept singing and was operatically trained in high school Christina is just making like a making bed for herself bed. on the couch. I'm just blankets, pillows. <laughs> so you were operatically trained. I was. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that was kind of my music story. Okay. Still, still in music. Still love it. Started leading worship when I was in high school, hmm. and have just found a love for it and a calling in it. Didn't know where that fit in in my life, but mm-hmm. it is more and more becoming more clear. That worship is my whole life mm. and that worship doesn't have to just be music or mm-hmm. this 30 minute session before the sermon happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I learned quickly that that is not what it's about. And it's yeah. been such a sweet journey with music included in that. That mm-hmm. worship is totally just my whole life and an expression of that. So I love writing songs over that, too. So yeah. that's my music journey. Mm, thank Super you for cool. sharing. Yeah. So we're talking about friendship. What does your friendship with the Lord look like? Can you spell this out for us? Talk about how it became, where it came from, the seasons of it, what it means mm. to you. What's it look like? Yeah. Well, where it came from was kind of a distant relationship with a friend. Mm. Like very... Mm. Um, Kind of like, I, I know you, but I don't know if I can trust you. I mm-hmm. don't know when the next time you'll be angry at me or mm-hmm. condemn me for something. And I realize that that is not a friendship with Jesus. That mm-hmm. is not the heart of Jesus. That is not who Jesus is. And so I learned in my growing up years that Jesus has a voice, that he is a God of love and yeah. a God of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I learned that through that I can have such a sweet relationship with him that he is with me constantly. He's Mm -hmm. my closest friend. He is for me. He is not against me. And he is so ever present. Just, Mm -hmm. Just that place of pure joy in that has been so, it's meant so much to me. It's been everything to me actually. Um, But it wasn't because I was fearful of it growing up. Um, just the way that my church talked about friendship, the way that the church that I grew up in talked about Jesus felt very, he felt very foreign to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's been a sweetness in that, uh, especially in my twenties and in singleness and, Mm. and realizing that Jesus is, um, through every transition, he's kind of, um, been through all of the the moments of anxiety I have history with the Lord Mm. I have a place with him that 
I don't have with anybody else. And it, it has been so great. It's just been really sweet. The hardest thing, because I had to learn to, to step out and really have a relationship with Jesus that, that looks like trust, that wasn't mm-hmm. just a mindless thing. It was yeah. a, a full-on commitment. It was, mm-hmm. it took sacrifice in that too, but Jesus has so been, been there. Yeah. Mm. I love that language. I love the history, the idea of, I have history with this person. So I know them in this situation and I've seen them in that situation. They were with me when I went through that. And so it's like reinforces and reestablishes depth and quality and safety in that relationship Mm -hmm. you know how that person's going to act right yeah you know you you know what to expect I think that's part of having history as someone is you know who they're going to be in that situation absolutely and I think I didn't rely on that I I felt that the voice of God was my own voice Hmm. you know that's the furthest from the truth and my voice swung the pendulum between rigidity and grace, right? Mm. So there was moments where I felt really close to Jesus, and that was the, the feelings of grace that I was even giving my own self. Right. <laughs> and, but then the moments where I felt really far from him were the moments that I was being very much like, you can't be this, you should not, you should, could, woulds, all those mm-hmm. musts and the shaming words that that totally squashes any opportunity for relationship Mm -hmm. right and so in that I've learned that there is a place where Jesus never changes and in my own mind and thoughts towards him or my approach towards him can even change but they're not always true and real it's my emotions that are leading that out and my this place where I felt I I had to think a certain way in order for him to love me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was so wrong. It is so wrong. But I have learned how to just see him separate my own feelings of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and how he might think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that his ways and his thoughts and his, his plans for me just exceed. It, they're, they're just so much greater. The perspective is, yeah. is, is way different than my own viewpoint of of myself which constrained all relationship with him yeah was there a tipping point and and I think it's hard to say there's a moment when you realize it's different my relationship with him has changed Mm. where before there was fear and I didn't know him Mm. and now this uh, something has shifted is there a shifting moment for you in your journey that's a great question I would say that I don't think there was one single time, but there's been thousands of times mm-hmm. um, where I, I'm learning to relearn how to be in relationship with Jesus through every circumstance and trial. I'm learning how to rewire my own brain, mm-hmm. um, learning how to rewire the things that my family told me. Um, I tell myself, like, it's a it's such a journey in yeah. that. And so I feel like I'm... I never had a moment, but I can see I'm growing in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as the years go on and as anxiety comes and goes, I realize that Jesus was the only consistent thing. 
Yeah. And I can see, wow, I remembered to trust him. I remembered to worship him. I remembered Mm -hmm. to rely on him. And so I can see my heart opening more and more to him, becoming more fond of him, reaching for him rather than my own thoughts or my own control in that. Yeah. Awesome. What's it like having Jesus as your friend? <laughs> Man, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. <laughs> I wouldn't exchange any relationship for it. Um, it's the most peaceful thing in mm. my life. It's, it's the most consistent. It's the most um, dear thing to me that as even a single woman who longs to be married, who longs yeah. to be in a relationship with other women and, and to have an intimate relationship with a man, that that... Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that can quite suffice the, the desire, but Jesus and I can, he can hear my cries and he can give me new grace in the morning and mercy and Mm. talk to me throughout the day as if it's, he's always there as if he were, had never left. And I, I am so thankful for that. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. It's like the best friend. It's like, Always having a pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the best. It is. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like the best. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. I love it. Always having a pal. That is so cool. Just always having someone that's on your side that you can hang out with and totally be yourself. Yeah. Or that sees when I'm having a hard time seeing things or seeing like an issue at work or mm-hmm. issue with a coworker, like I can I can go to him and mm-hmm. I don't have to try to manage it or mm-hmm. control it. Like I can That's go good. to him and he can have this perspective that allows peace to my heart. That's crazy that I can have a friend like that. Yeah. Um that always knows the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always and never yeah. never disappoints. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share with us maybe a time that was really hard mm. and you experienced Jesus coming to meet you right there where you were? Yeah, definitely. I just use the word disappoint, um, that Jesus never disappoints. And I, I really struggled in my um, early 20s with the thought of Jesus being just the thought of what disappointment looks like in life Mm -hmm. and that maybe God lets us down sometimes. It was a really hard thing for me. And I I can say now Jesus never has disappointed me. Mm -hmm. However, it felt very hard when I went to Africa, spent three Mm -hmm. months there, um, was a part of a lot of suffering. As a Mm -hmm. nurse, I saw a lot of death um, for just the most unjust reasons. and then in the midst of that, too, back home, I um, had left a job where I worked with cancer patients, um, pediatric cancer patients, and wow. that felt really unjust to me. Yeah. And I, I felt just the outcry of the world saying, Jesus, <laughs> help us. Yeah. And I felt that same way, too. And I came back home um, devastated by a trip. And then mm-hmm. devastated by the ending of a, a relationship that I was not expecting to end so quickly. And my heart felt very devastated. I mm-hmm. felt disappointed. I felt 
overwhelmed with emotions and um, I didn't know how to deal with my disappointment in that. And I felt like Jesus didn't care. And I um, was in the process of an Emmanuel journaling session with a friend, Kim, who you guys have had mm-hmm. on before. Kim Specker, yeah. Kim Specker. Yeah, and, and Emmanuel journaling being the thing where in, in journaling and respond, Jesus responds to you as you journal out your thoughts and your prayers to him. She was helping me through a session like that, just mm-hmm. helping me learn it. And a um, like a almost like a vision, like a, a like a picture in my mind, seeing that um, I was in a desert, and I was I was kind of walking with Jesus. Um, I could tell it was Him, but I I was very preoccupied, and I all of a sudden just hit the ground really hard, blacked out, can't remember anything, kind of thing. And I then, like, my eyes kind of could see the whole picture above it, um, seeing that Jesus picks me up and takes me to the nearest water. And as he begins giving me water, he says to me the sweetest words of life and rejuvenation to my soul. And, And I kept waking up being like, like a coma, like what happened back there? And I felt that that was my trip to Africa. That was kind of the place where I had felt really disappointed. I yeah. just kept trying to figure it out. Like what went wrong? What did I do wrong? Why was I wrong? Um, all these different scenarios and, and places I was trying to just figure out why, why is this happening? And why is this, why am I so disappointed? Yeah. And Jesus kept saying, just look at me. I want to speak to you. I want to I want to give you exactly what you need, but I wanted answers, and mm-hmm. and so in this picture though Jesus kept s- saying, "Will you trust me? Will you look in my eyes? That's all that I need you to do," and kept giving me water, and um, I began having a conversation with him because I knew I couldn't go anywhere. I was in this picture, weak mm-hmm. and feeble, which I felt like in my real life. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. got very sick from a uh, some virus from Africa. It's crazy. Kept getting sick every mm-hmm. month. And I, so I That's felt right. what was happening in this dream also happened in real yeah. life. And so um, as we're talking, I began to have a relationship and my heart became alive and color came back into my my eyes and I had color on my skin and I wasn't pale and my lips weren't cracked and Mm. there was just light around my heart and my my just being and Jesus finally said would you like to take the cup yourself and drink I think you can handle it now and so Mm. I began drinking and just still having a conversation with him as if he were my closest friend. Mm. And then he's like, do you want to walk now? Let's get up. Mm. And as we're walking, I begin to grow more vibrant in color. And as we're stepping, things in the desert start sprouting to new life. And I'm not even paying attention really fully to the beauty happening around me because of I'm in such a deep conversation with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was my real life process mm-hmm. that was unfolding and about to be unfolded before my eyes. And so, like I said, I got really sick where I 
I would be out for about a couple weeks at a time. Some virus that they still never really figured out, except wow. it was strep throughout my body uh, from Africa. That can cause a lot of damage. Um, so much. It was yeah. really, uh, really harsh. And so I, in that time, would even pray with my, or fall asleep to my Bible open because I just was so desperate for a relationship with Jesus at all hours, at all moments. I just needed Mm. the closeness of Jesus Mm -hmm. over me because I was so in the desert and I was so willing to wait for him, Mm -hmm. but I was very disappointed in my life and I learned how to let that go. And I learned how to trust that Jesus had a different way and that I can say that after I had surgery and after, not even that, even before all of that, I can say that Jesus has been like the most sweetest gift. I wouldn't trade any tear. I wouldn't trade that surgery for anything. Maybe, maybe the cost of it. (laughs) Maybe I'd get, I would love to get some money back on that. (laughs) um, That experience of intimacy with Jesus was probably the most um, foundational thing in my life. I, I really think so. I know I, mm. maybe that sounds crazy and thanks mom and dad for also teaching me about Jesus. But like <laughs> this moment in my life the, that yeah. these past, um, that, that couple of years that I felt that um, were, were so foundational to everything I, I know about Jesus. Yeah. And that came about because in your reality, in your heart, having a broken heart, and in your body, you were in just a very dark place. Yeah. And so it was in that place that you experienced the depth and the reach, the richness of your relationship with Jesus. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. So I was, I knew I that that I was depressed. I knew I was experiencing anxiety. Mm-hmm. I had never known though how to bring that into the light with Jesus. Yeah. I knew how to deal. I wanted to deal with that on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the turning point for me was learning how to talk about my depression and anxiety. Not like it was the worst thing ever, mm-hmm. but that it was something that Jesus had a word for me for. That he had something to say about it. Hmm. Um, and my family belief, my own personal belief had no room to be depressed when really it's like a natural human thing when you are in such dire need and when you go through grief and hardship and struggle. Um, and my, my young mind didn't know how to receive that. Well, Mm. I, I think a lot of people don't know, have the skill and, and I didn't. And I'm, I can see where Jesus was really gracious in me to, to help teach me that. I love that. He is so not religious about our mental health. Yes. Yeah. Amen. You know, I love mm-hmm. that testimony. And I always think of the desert seasons in my life. And anytime people use that language that I go to this song of songs and the whole point is that we come up out of the wilderness leading on our beloved, mm. you know, that there's yeah. this leaning that happens in those seasons that doesn't happen in other times mm-hmm. where he's literally our, the only thing we can 
that is keeping us up or carrying us, but where we're receiving our sustenance from him in a way that we don't when we're doing great. Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. 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 So powerful. Yeah. I had, um, different set of circumstances, but a, a very similar scenario, um, probably around a similar age to you that I, I went through just a really dark season and it was so foundational in my relationship with the mm-hmm. Lord because it was like everything else was stripped away. There wasn't any reserve or any kind of inner strength within me to lean on. Mm-hmm. So like you say, I had to lean on mm-hmm. my beloved. I had to cultivate that relationship with him to draw that mm-hmm. from him. And um, it built a relationship. It built like a, a pathway to the access, to access the presence of God. Yeah. That, you know, do you know what I mean? Like the habits and the intention and the desire, it gave me an expectation of what I could find. So I went back and I went back and I went back. And that has served me, I mean, my whole adult life. Absolutely. I draw back from that mm-hmm. season right now, probably every day of my life. Um, and though that was, it's now over a year ago, but that was the, the most powerful moments where I, I knew that Jesus was just the most real. It was crazy. (laughs) It was so beautiful. Um, yeah. And I, I knew, and I found these new tools, how to work through these things in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard recently that from this book called The Artist Way that the first oh, forty so you do it's one of my faves. the yeah. first forty minutes that you wake up is yeah. when you're most um, aware of your subconscious. Yeah. And I realized that the first forty minutes of me waking up during a season of depression where I can't get up, I don't want to get up. Yeah. This is really hard. And the laundry list of this is why it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um and I began, once I, my body had kind of healed post the surgery that I needed to have, um, I began this daily thing and I, I made sure I had the space for it. Of even, I started off with five minutes of um, like once a week. I, I made it really low goals, <laughs> but of, of, of saying my, my thanks to the Lord of, mm-hmm. of just being really present with him and saying thank you. And it, um, for three months I did that. It brought me out of my season of depression along with that and, uh, help with counseling and, and help even medically. That was really necessary for me, but it was a mind change for me where I could see Jesus interacting with me through the, through even the blessings. But not only that, just what I had in front of me, just what was coming my way. I, I couldn't see it when I was had the blinders on. Yeah. Um, and that was powerful. That was so yeah. powerful. Wow, I love the way what I hear you're describing is that the Lord kind of lifts our eyes off mm. ourselves or off the things that we're struggling with. He, sh- he changes our vision and shifts our perspective. And it is so mm-hmm. powerful. I mean, that's where the healing comes when we have our eyes on him and not yeah. on ourselves. It's a really beautiful, beautiful picture. The Emmanuel journaling book, The Joyful Journey, the language they use, they talk about how 
we became, we're so fixated on our problems and pain that we fail to see the risen Christ, like right there. Mm. I think that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, when we stop and look and listen and see that he's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what advice or encouragement would you give to someone both who's feeling stuck or perhaps they have parallels in your own story of a place of pain Mm. and it could be many different circumstances what would your word to them be man I would say that there is no shame in being stuck Hmm. and I think I think as a culture, we really shame that. Yeah. And in the Christian world, we, we feel like we have to shame that. But I feel like there is the most breakthrough when we mm. allow ourselves to recognize that we are stuck mm-hmm. and that we can't do anything about it, that it's okay, and that we, the shoulds, the coulds, the woulds, mm-hmm. kind of fall, and we just allow ourselves kind of in that space I think that was one thing that was really sweet of the Lord to help me understand was just kind of releasing it all in front of him Mm -hmm. um I would say as well that um if you're a woman who has the frequent feeling of being flooded with emotions Mm -hmm. and feeling overwhelmed that that is also okay but that Jesus really has something to say about each of our emotions that we experience. Yeah. And that there's a there's a calmingness of his presence. And that when we're flooded, we don't need to push harder to figure it out. Right. Um, I'm prone to that. <laughs> yeah. prone to that. I think anybody is. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like also that there was a friend of mine, Jordan, who... Every single day, I kid you not, would tell me, this is not forever. Like, this pit that you're in is not forever. Mm. Um, And that just helped this perspective. There was moments where I just felt like it was going to be forever. But when someone else, like a a human friend, could say, hey, this isn't going to be forever, it helped kind of lift my eyes and be like, there is hope. And Jesus, Mm. you are hope. And she kept praying those things over me, and that was really powerful for me. And so, so the things that the seasons that we have or, or are in, it is not forever. Yeah, it, definitely not. Um, but it totally feels like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just feel like some practical things of just like the Emmanuel journaling were really helpful for me. Um, that was really a sweet time for me and the thankfulness, just yeah. even five minutes, really low bar goals, <laughs> five minutes that, once a week. Wisdom. It, it was necessary for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I, if I did good with that week, I'd bump it up to two five minute periods in the morning, that 40 minute subconscious window of yeah. saying, I'm waking up trying to rejuvenate new thoughts in my brain right now. Like yeah. I need this Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a place of self-talk. I, I learned how to take one thing at a time and give it loads of grace and saying, wouldn't it be nice if I could show up to that thing at whatever event it was 
saying I had it all together, feeling like I had it all together. Wouldn't it be nice? But I don't right now. And no one is expecting me to. Mm. And it, the self-talk that I had going into situations that were typically really anxious for me mm-hmm. right. um, became really loose and more fluid. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having some of the most beautiful times with people because I could be really real yeah. um, with them in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think there was also another thing in that season and in friendship with Jesus. I learned how to just enjoy him too. So there was mm-hmm. a time where I just got up a little bit and would go on a trip. I would go visit my, my best friend at the time lived in Austin Mm-hmm. And that was really fun for me. I, yeah. I like treated myself. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I went to go get ice cream a- after a counseling session. Like whatever would would kind of help um, get me up doing something fun uh, was really rejuvenating for me. And so there was a time where I learned how to enjoy Jesus through other people uh-huh. and him in nature. And yeah. I just I started doing sm- those small things that um, friendship with Jesus, it just, it changed everything for me. Hmm. So, yeah. That is really just so beautiful, Lauren. And so I just love the practicality of that and that your opening statement was, there is just no shame in being stuck. Because, I mean, there is such a stigma around that feeling. And um, even having that feeling internally like, this is just my life. Is it ever going to change? Uh, so hearing that perspective, like what a dear friend to continue to say, it won't always be like this. Yes. <laughs> Needed that. Yeah. A lifeline. <laughs> yeah. Know? So can you speak a little bit to, as a single person desiring to be married and uh, even in the in the process of having a broken heart, like you mentioned when you came back from mm-hmm. Africa, that there was a relationship that you probably had hopes and dreams for, maybe mm. for a marriage or whatever that didn't pan out, and processing that in your relationship with Jesus and how your friendship with Jesus has sustained you as a single person and what role does he play in your life in, in the light of in the light of that? Yeah, well I think dating is the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's um it's a place that feels really like you're walking with massive clunky shoes on and you don't know if you're doing it right or not, or you don't know how to put yourself out there or Uh am I worth it? Question Mm. mark. Yeah. Um, and friendship with Jesus in that made my identity so strong Mm. that when I began to date again, um, that the question wasn't about if I was worth it or not. The question was about, Lord, is this the next yes for me? Mm. Like, is should I go on a second date or a third date or yeah. not? Like what I felt um, I would struggle with typically as a single person of wondering if this was ever going to happen, uh, if if I, if I was worth it, like mm-hmm. that big massive question begin to kind of lose its power. And I begin entering into, um, dating or my singleness as more of a gift and a season of, I am worth it. 
yeah. whether I'm single or not. And I know that sounds like such the most like trivial, <laughs> duh, of course, but I wouldn't, yeah. I would tell that to anybody else but myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was the, it was the place again of like, did I believe this for myself? I believed it for everybody else, mm-hmm. but like for myself, what did it mean to feel worth it? What did it mean to feel um, like Jesus saw me in my singleness? Yeah. And those were questions I began to feel free in asking the Lord because I had a deep friendship with him. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really helpful. And I I loved singleness. I, I still am single, but <laughs> in a, a, a relationship now that has had a lot of healing for my own heart. That was meaty. Yes, it that was. That was meaty and deep. Yeah? Yeah. I think so. Because singleness is always, it's hard to talk about as a believer. Mm-hmm. And I think we're so, we're so taught no matter what arena we, what genre of church we come from. Like there's this marriage is the fulfillment of what God intended for men right. and women. There's this thing that happens, yeah. I think, that we, we lose sight of seasons and of maturity, even of growth and of his purposes. And in mm-hmm. we just lose sight of a lot of living life and what we can get caught up in. Absolutely. You know, and so I think what you just shared, there's such um, clarity mm. in it of what your friendship with the Lord has been like in the midst of that and of the honesty of what your friendship with him exposes in that question of, am I worth it? Mm, If that makes sense, like there, that's, that's meaty. Mm. That's profound. Maybe Mm. it felt simple coming out of your mouth. (laughs) but (laughs) That was profound. Wow. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think there is a place within like, kind of like what marriage is. It's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like the, it feels like sometimes the driving thing, right? Yeah. Like depending yeah. on your season and the place. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think as I begin again with this deeper place of identity in Jesus that yeah. I started asking myself, am I the same person that I want to be in marriage or out of marriage? Yeah. Like even if I were to be marriage in marriage right now, would I feel okay with myself? Like what what <laughs> girl you way ahead of the game yeah <laughs> it, it's a challenging question mm-hmm. yeah. it's um it's it's still something I ask every day like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure we yeah you guys do probably as mm-hmm. married couples like am I yeah am I living wholeheartedly <laughs> myself yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's just another question of identity. You want your identity to be grounded, rooted and grounded in Christ yeah. and not in the approval of another person. Yeah. And yeah. you can apply that same statement to your success at work or your yeah, accomplishments absolutely. at you know in whatever forum or whatever setting. But um, I think as a single person, it's so important to to have your identity centered in the Lord so that when you're in those dating relationships, the approval of that person doesn't like make or break you Mm. and then yeah in in marriage when there's just just a whole different set of like complications (laughs) you're not your emotional state your mental health (laughs) is not based on the opinion of that person but it's in the lord so you can go from a position of i'm safe in my relationship with jesus to work through this thing that's 
hard and sad and bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, that's great wisdom. Thanks. It's yeah. Me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that that's, um, that's all we have time for this evening. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for your insight Gosh. and um, sharing your journey with us. And we'd love to have you back again, maybe yeah. to record one of your songs that you've written. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. I think I could have tons more questions for her, so she'll definitely have to come back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time. Mm-hmm. You are worth it. You are worth it. Amen. Amen. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>